on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Pass Phoenix, along with Kristen and another guest who we're going to get to in a second. This is Flix Fix. We're talking finally about Godzilla versus Kong. Kristen, say hello and tell everybody who else we've got. I was waiting for you to fuck up the intro again like you did last time. You hate it, me. This is not happen. even fun. And uh, I have my boyfriend, Travis, with us, who is our, but not the, Godzilla expert. Or even A, I would say. I think we kind of had to do this, though. By the time that Godzilla and Kong actually got together in a movie, the fact that we've dropped your name in Godzilla, in Skull Island, in, uh, what's the other one, King of the Monsters. And then we woke you up and we woke you up at one point to ask how you felt. <laughs> what about what you thought was going to happen on this movie and you're like. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I have no idea. There was like a, there was like a two minute gap while she got on the phone and woke you up. And came on, and we got you. You got you all set up with the headset. Hey, what do you think is going to happen in the movie? I don't know. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming he out. That, I, I feel like he did that specifically because he got slightly annoyed that he one was asleep and two had to put pants on to yes. come into this room. Yes. I mean, it's an audio forum. None of us would have known. That he would we, be breaking our house rules. We have a roommate who would be really upset if he saw me walking around pantsless. Fair enough. That, that is that is that is completely fair. Pants in the common area is a rule. Yes. Or I think our rule is no nudity, no nudity. in the comedy in the common area. I mean, in most cases, those two things are sort of simultaneous: wearing pants, not being naked. Uh, we did not come to, together today, to, though, to talk about whether or not Travis is wearing pants. Uh, he we is can... wearing pants. I can confirm. Okay. I would throw the question to you as well, but that would be really inappropriate. We are here I to talk about... I'm also wearing pants. <laughs> Very good. I cannot promise that I am wearing pants. Uh, I'm also pausing, for those of you out there that are wrestling fans, I'm actually pausing right in the middle of Double or Nothing and uh, doing this instead because fuck AEW. Moving on. Godzilla vs. Kong. We uh, we said before we came on, uh, we're not really going to do the bullet point, like, point-by-point point thing that Kristen and I usually do because it's a monster movie and it's a whole lot of fun and we're here to talk about the monsters kicking the shit out of each other so i'm going to throw it to our guest first of all travis overall thoughts of the movie i liked it the uh the the reason why you were there to see it the monster fights were spectacular yeah the uh the human elements not so much uh, I... but that's what you get with a monster movie i will say they didn't mm -hmm. linger on that as much i think they are learning each time they get yes. a little bit of backlash, like, we don't care about the humans. I mean, me yes. and Christian have slowly decided that we don't like kids. It's fine. <laughs> uh, although I did, uh, the way they did bring the the cast together in small doses was done quickly. They got it out of the way. Okay, here's all the faces that you recognize, and then we moved on. I thought that was great. Yeah. So yes. far, out of all of them, the only one to do the human element well is the Kong movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. It was more of a... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the humans were way more interesting in Kong than relative to the other Godzilla MonsterVerse yes. movies. All right. So we'll throw it to Kristen then for overall thoughts. Uh, walking, Pretend we're walking out of a theater, which I can't do. Thanks, Ontario. Uh, somebody comes up to you right as you're walking out of the theater. Hey, Kristen, what did you think of the movie? Um, there, the, the human parts... Uh, bother me more than the monster parts. Uh, the monster parts are awesome. The the 
the special effects are really good and everything looks really good. It's when you start having to like deal with the people that you're like, mm, why? Can we be honest that I know I'm going off on a tangent. Go that for it. Millie girl that was in the other Godzilla movie. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Her art, her arc makes no sense between the two movies. Oh yeah, she's all out there for like what's right, and from there to the next movie, she's become like this complete conspiracy nut. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's like, like she's got the tin foil, but she has the kid from Deadpool too, who whose name I don't remember, who's the who is. Like in a mo- I don't know what to call it. One of you will maybe have a have a word for it. He's that guy that's along for the ride, and every decision that gets made is like, "Well, fuck me. Here we go." <laughs> he's that he's guy. Yeah, he's the straight man, basically. And what's very annoying about that her character, and I guess the the crazy guy, too. I like Bernie. Start, I like Bernie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, when they well, when they start spouting their like random conspiracy stuff, like the fluorine in the water and how it makes you more what, what was, more submissive? susceptible or more submissive? Yeah, more submissive. And he's like, what? Like how normal people would be like when they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like that's crazy. They look at him like he's the stupid one. And yeah, then we just he's like, move yeah. That, what what is it that Bernie says to them when they're in the little diner? There, he's like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You look like a tap water guy. <laughs> okay. They make it. They they go on to make the normal guy, the guy that like isn't fucking into the crazy conspiracy, be like, he's the fucking weirdo. I don't like. But that see, but see, I'll be the I'll be the contrarian there. If you're at a table with one normal person and two crazy people, the normal guy is the odd guy out. But that's, yeah, that's true. it is, I, I like his character and he does his character really well, but it's also like, if he wasn't there, like, you don't need to hold the audience's hand. We would know that the other two are doing the conspiracy nut thing. I like the Bernie character only because they're doing that and they're being knowingly goofy about it. The one thing I will say with this one, for me, where uh, my initial thought coming out of it is this one, way more than the other three, it doesn't take itself as seriously and that makes it a lot more fun mm-hmm. i think i think the stuff that's ridiculous is super ridiculous i think they um uh something i was going to get into later on but i'll get into it now like you don't have the big long dramatic oh my god there's a fin in the distance and a really slow godzilla coming out like the first time you see godzilla when he attacks the the shoreline apex facility there like they hear the alarm on the inside, cut to the outside, and Godzilla is just already there flailing around fucking shit up. They didn't yep. do the big... Lo- they didn't treat it like a wrestling entrance. If I, uh... You know, they, yeah, didn't make, they, they didn't make him the Undertaker. And the same thing with mm-hmm. Godzilla. Like, the movie opens... I know we're not going point by point, but the movie opens with Godzilla in the habitat, and we find out that, uh... What's it called? Monarch Noah has... with Kong in the habitat. Yeah, when uh, we find out that Monarch has basically put a big dome over over Skull Island, and you just hear all this happy music and Godzilla, or not Godzilla, Kong, just wandering around the island, like, having a normal morning. Like, if he was a dude, he'd be, like, getting his coffee ready and just, like, walking around literally scratching his ass. And until the point... I would like where... to... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just uh, the... I was going to say, I would like to add that this first part of the movie, the... We see Skull Island, we see how Kong is, and he doesn't like his habitat, 
Yeah. Uh, Godzilla destroying the Apex, the first Apex facility. Mm. Um, them talking to the Hollow Earth guy and setting up the mission. Them going back to Skull, him going to Skull Island and convincing the head scientist girl that deals with Kong. Yeah. To like, hey, we gotta bring Kong to the Arctic so that he'll go into, into the this, Hollow Earth, into this tunnel down to the Hollow Earth. Is what twenty two minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, it was about twenty two minutes to that. It was thirty to the first fight. It's very condensed compared it is. to. And and again, that's very easy to convince <laughs> to be like, to be like, you know, first she's like, well, we can't move him because as soon as we move, Godzilla will come after him to like another scientist. And then this dude shows up and it's like, well, I want to take him to the Arctic so that he'll go down into this hole that we don't know what's there or where it is. But we think it's where the Titans come from. And she's like, I don't know about that. And he's like, please, basically. And she goes. Okay. It's very much, uh, and I, I can make the reference because it's another video that you and I have already reviewed. It's very much Chris Pratt's character going to Jurassic World and telling What's-Her-Face that ran things there. Okay, this is what we're actually going to do. <laughs> like, it is that mm-hmm. archetype. Other than the fact that the the this particular person has, has, has a young person that they're taking care of as well, it's pretty much beat for beat that thing. It's like, here's the person that's in charge, here's the person that's, you know, got all the authority and whatever. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. In that 22 minutes, you also learn that Kong knows sign language. No, you learn that on the boat. It's so... They learn learn that on the boat later on. I know. I know they learn that on the boat. That's still in the first 22 minutes. Yeah. Of the movie. But see... You learn all of that stuff. See... But this is this is where I love the the idea of the like ridiculous monster movie in a normal more serious genre, uh, having a bunch of information just dumped on you here. Except this, except this, except this would be something we would chew them out over. But as we've all said in various ways, we don't care about the people. Just put yeah, the pe- put the chess pieces on the board so that the monsters can fight. And I think for this type of movie, I I think that works. Um, him we don't find out that he does the sign language thing until they're on the boat and he's freaking out and the kid is the only, it, it is another cliche that, Oh, here's this big monster, but like this little tiny child can relax him and calm him. And I almost want to say, you know, the sun's going down, the sun's getting real low, but <laughs> it's, it's very like, there's every trope from every move. I'm going to make another Jurassic world comparison later on, but, um, I thought it was a neat touch when they do go to, um, I don't know any names, so this is going to be terrible. Uh, the Alexander Skarsgård character, the the guy that's doing the Hollow Earth stuff. I do like the fact that one of yeah. the officials from Apex that goes to him is Sarazawa's kid. Like, that. Yeah. that's a piece that like wouldn't have mattered if they didn't put it in, but it's here. It's a little bit of something. Um, they're going into the Hollow Earth. They've developed the heaves. These big, uh, these big floating machines that don't obey the laws of gravity and you won't get crushed because obviously he's got a family member that got crushed and that's why he doesn't want to go in. And uh, what do we think of the general idea of, hey, he's a monster, we can't control him at all, but we're also going into what we think used to be his habitat, so he's going to make a great guide. Yeah. <laughs> 
the the dude who's never been there before. Yeah, yeah. The, the ape that's never been there before. Yeah, but he's but, gonna know how it works because salmon or some shit. Yes, I was gonna, I was gonna say you mentioned the spawning salmon thing. Um, again, like, I'm just gonna keep adding things to the list that are like, here are some some spit points of facts that we just want you to accept, and we'll move on. Um, yep. I will say that it leads to them being on the boat, them meeting the uh, the other young woman that's representing Apex, and I'm here to give you which all your by, tech. Which, which, by the way, not based on the movie at all, really. But, so, um, we went down a rabbit hole <laughs> when looking at the boat and stuff for Godzilla. And we were like, because they sedate him at some point. Mm -hmm. And they're like, how much... Would it take to sedate Godzilla? Oh, did you do math? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. There, there's a dude. There's a Google Doc with like four people attached to it. This is where this is not even my show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> with with citations and everything. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we did it based off of a uh, off of a sedative that we use at work that apparently you can use on. Uh, on non-human primates. On great apes, specifically. Yes. Which we're assuming Kong is, because he big monkey. <laughs> um, it would take, of the propofol we use, it would take 1,433,351 1, milliliters. Milligrams. Well, milligram, milliliters. Yeah, milliliters of propofol to put Kong under. <laughs> But then, of course, when need be, he can be snapped right out with that much sedative. Yeah. Well, so that just puts you under. It, mm. To maintain it, you have to give him another 215 milliliters. I was gonna say you have to maintain a, a, a dosage of that of that much. Oh yeah, and by the way, you put propofol in IV, so you would have to get a catheter into this guy's veins at some point. So let's not even go through the it. Like I said, it's become a huge Google Doc. We've also figured out the set of the sedative uh, stuff for Godzilla as well. Oh my based god! Off of, based off of articles of what you would use on reptiles, and then we had to look up what the closest reptile to Godzilla is. <laughs> it became a whole thing. You like, can totally like, give a raptor a blood transfusion from a T Rex. Uh, yeah. Just just add that onto the Jurassic Park uh, references that I'm going to keep making in this podcast. By the way. Oh, just so you know, if you wanted to keep uh, Kong uh, sedated for the entire ride to the Arctic, it would cost $414,292,540.07. Worth of sedative. Worth of set, just of sedative. Depending on cost and supply. Yes, I'm assuming that you can get a billion milligrams of propofol. <laughs> Assuming um, that there and, is just, you know, that floating around. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, as um, a side order, can I get a couple of COVID vaccines as well? Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, it would cost $3,870,050 per hour to keep him sedated. <laughs> well, you've seen all the Monarchs facilities and Apex's facilities. That's they true. got money. They got money to burn. So there's way too much information about... Uh, <laughs> veterinary science for the show and this has been my afternoon since like three o'clock <laughs> is when this started i was gonna say like when you messaged me and you're like okay we're watching it now when are we gonna record and i'm like 
I don't know, probably six hours from now. <laughs> this is what we've done in that six hours yes. with two other people. Uh, we've even... Uh, we've uh, we've also consulted my, uh, my supervisor to make sure our math was right. Uh, we've even measured it in uh, two-liter bottles of Coke. Yes. Which is about seven per hour of propofol. <laughs> yeah, we, we... This is awesome. We went down a I'm not going to lie. We, yeah, we, we went down a very strange rabbit hole just based on the idea of... It's based on... It was based on the scene of when they... Of after the huge Godzilla fight, which we'll talk about, when they lift Kong up in the net to fly him the rest of the way. Yeah, well, we'll we're going to talk about that in and, a second. But uh, I have to, I have to disagree with you because I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I would necessarily consider this a rabbit hole. It's more of a, it's more, it's more of a monkey hole. It's more of a monkey hole. <laughs> it is more of a monkey hole. A, a Titan-sized monkey hole. It's let's a, see, let's see for Godzilla. It's Titanic. We went and found like. Articles published by the uh, by veterinary science and the New England Zoo. And stuff. This is awesome. It became a thing. This is awesome. I don't know why this reminds me of this, but it reminds me of a meme that I saw today, and it's like you know Spider-Man in the uh, not in the newer Spider-Man, but when he's trying to hold the subway together with all the webbing, they superimposed <laughs> that onto the front of the Titanic, and it was just like the guy that the guy that could have saved the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Let's see. Uh, to sedate Godzilla, you would need. Okay, I am reading that right. Uh, 2,258,661,757.25 milliliters of propofol <laughs> to sedate Godzilla. Just to get him under. That's a lot. Yes. He he big he big lizard. He's he's bigger than Kong. He weighs about uh, ninety ton uh, ninety thousand tons. tons, and Kong weighs about fifty thousand tons. Uh, no, I think we I think we found on fandom it was one hundred and fifty eight. I, I think we I think we read that wrong because we we've now changed the. That's why we have citations. Oh okay. <laughs> oh yeah, we have citations yep, in see? our. Uh... Wait, 158 tons. So Godzilla is orders of magnitude heavier than Kong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I came out of this movie as well, and I know it's not the point of the story. I came out of this thinking, like, Godzilla should have smoked Kong in, like, five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, just the general... Be, Kong might be stronger pound for pound than Godzilla is, though. And Godzilla yeah. would also be a lot slower based on his weight. But, babe, you versus an elephant. Who's going to win? Depending, I mean, wow. <laughs> taken down elephants before, right? But then not with like... guns, with with spears and stuff. Yeah, Why do you I think guess. the mammoths don't exist? Yeah, I guess Kong did have it. They exist. They all just got he haircuts. Has a higher brain capacity than Godzilla does. Yeah, he's able to use tools. Oh, we'll get to that. Per per the movie, he's able to use tools. Per the movie, he has a high brain capacity. Per the movie, he just like hadn't been home in a while and came back and tidied up. I will say, yes. and here, here's my here's my controversial uh, comment for the early going of the podcast. I like the fight on the ship better because it's different. It's it's a different scenario. Mm -hmm. It's it's a little bit of the okay, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan fighting on the lava, so they both have to like stand on something. It's a bit of that while they're on the carrier. 
and then it's a bit of okay kong's at a severe disadvantage because they're in the water and godzilla has the obvious advantage it puts them in such a different scenario than these particular series of movies have put us in most of the time two monsters three monsters a couple of monsters fighting through a city whole bunch of buildings get knocked over and they do it to varying degrees of success but here you've got the the boat that they're fighting on the other boat that got gets attached to godzilla at some point it basically gets used like a buoy so that they can see where he is underwater the fact that godzilla can just pick up a handful of airplanes and chuck them at Oh, Kong can pick up a handful of airplanes and chuck them at at Godzilla, Godzilla as as like projectiles, like uh, they like ninja stars, basically. Yeah, I like the the shot from inside the plane as the one guy's ejecting. There's some really there's some really interesting ways that they've done the fights, and I will say again, compared to the first three, even God, even uh, Skull Island, which happens mostly in the daytime, it still has that like dark, gritty, like you've got a dark animal, and it's fighting at night, and they're fighting amongst a bunch of dark buildings. They did really spruce that up by having this daytime fight on the carrier, and then having like an entire neon setting for the final fight at the end. I think they've done better to get rid of the, okay, what the fuck is actually happening in this fight element oh so, yeah unlike the first godzilla movie oh the first godzilla where you couldn't actually see godzilla fight anything until like the end oh also if you want to see a lot of neon total side note go uh go on netflix right now and watch uh army of the dead it's actually oh, good things about that it's actually my comment for it is some of the ideas that went into it and some of the acting that happens into it is it's a better. review within the review. Yeah, it's a review within a review. Uh, quick thoughts on Army of the Dead. Uh, some of the ideas that went into it and some of the acting that happens in it are better than a zombie movie deserves. And I like zombie movies, so take that for what you will. It is long. It's like two hours and change. Okay. Uh, but that's literally... Uh, obviously, like, the wrestling connection for me, like, having Batista in it. Batista is surprisingly good in it. And there's one uh, actress in the movie, and I'm not going to tell anybody who it is for those of you that haven't seen it. There's one actress in the movie that was actually never on set, that was completely put in there digitally because they had to replace uh, other random unknown actor that got me too So they just, like, digitally replaced them in an already existing movie, which is... <laughs> terrifying in a way because you can't tell <laughs> but uh, it's uh but yeah no it's it's a lot of fun there's some seriousness in it obviously there's some some emotional stuff along the way but it is everything you want from a ridiculous zombie movie based in las vegas there's a lot there's a lot of elvis there's a lot of like redone remastered covered elvis so yeah, awesome. go check that out on Netflix if uh, if you guys haven't. There uh, there ends the review, within the review. So cool fight on the boat. I like the fight on the boat better than the final fight, but that's just me. I uh, Godzilla wins the first round because they're basically in the water and and Kong's a monkey. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Kong has to breathe. Godzilla not apparently so much. doesn't. Apparently Godzilla has gills. <laughs> yeah. Well, they he track him through the water. A, uh, he is based off a marine iguana. Fair enough. Uh, I do like, and I don't think it was necessary, but when he does, like, throw himself back on the boat, he just, like, 
pukes up all the water. Because obviously you would, because that's yeah. what would happen to us. But it's just this massive, like, his his puke of water, like, takes up an entire, like, marine carrier. I um, just wanted fish to come out. What? <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, uh, being that big when he inhales water could have, like, inhaled a fish and not noticed. Yeah. So right. when he was coughing up the water, he wanted fish to come out. I will like, say just one it, or two fish. I will say it's a plot hole that when they were like, let's help, let's help Kong, let's disorient Godzilla with a bunch of depth charges. Like, that's mm-hmm. not also going to fuck with Kong. <laughs> Yeah, right. we said that. And like well. that wouldn't and like that wouldn't have sent up like you said a bunch of other dead animals. Mm. It doesn't. You just get Kong who like grabs onto the side. He's like a kid like trying to pull himself out of the pool like grabs the one side of the boat and just like throws himself on. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Well, all this is going on. We'll talk about the background stuff that's going on a little bit. Uh Maddie meets up with the Bernie character with her friend. They're going to break into Apex cuz that's always a good idea. They almost immediately get found. They hide on a transport. These transports that go through the hollow earth, because that's nothing but a thing. Halfway to Hong Kong, they realize they're in a transport that's full of baby skull crawlers. And then they glance down at the, at the uh, what do you call it, the speedometer, and realize that they're heading to Hong Kong at 630 plus miles per hour. So that's what's going on with them. Then... I have nothing to add to them because they are so boring to me. Yeah, they didn't even like. Oh, cool! These are skull crawler eggs, and then that's the last we heard about that. Well, it, well, we get to the well, the, the, the Mecha Godzilla fight. Yeah, the feed, we we get to like, the feeding frenzy oh, later yeah. on. I just think it's it's so funny. It it does maybe not in a good way, but it does show that from Skull Island till now, skull crawlers have gone from like these absolutely terrible things that we absolutely should fear and we're only the only way we're going to escape from them is to have like Kong come in and like fuck them up to yeah there's so so much a not thing we're using them as bait for our machine yeah okay again well, they're baby it, it, ones yeah it it's Chris Pratt training the raptors <laughs> treating them yeah. like dogs treating them like dogs with a little clicker so we kind of got ahead, but yeah, there's a Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, there is. Fueled by the consciousness of the neural networks of one of Gadira's severed heads. Um, he's not. He's not. The way I understand it, because they, I've watched it again today, and they still don't explain it very well. I think the idea is that Gadira's heads, because they, because Gadira is so big, the potential for those heads to be so far away that they can't talk to each other, that they speak to each other mentally. And what they've done is they've adapted that natural sense into a piece of technology where Sarazawa Jr. obviously has to sit inside the skull, because that's where you get the cool shot from. And yes. he controls the Godzilla, the, the Mecha Godzilla. But they don't show the uh, like. There's definitely not another Gadira head in the shape of that Godzilla head. I refuse to believe, because the head is small and weird looking compared to the rest of the mechanical body. But the f- the more fun part, the more ridiculous part, the part that Kristen's already sort of hit on a little bit. Uh, we can't. We cannot possibly transport King Kong through the water anymore because clearly Godzilla is going to catch up with him. So somebody randomly says off the cuff, like it's a punchline, how is he with heights? Cut to them carrying King Kong, who just 
takes a ridiculous amount of sedative that Kristen and Travis have worked out for us. <laughs> in in it's not, but what amounts to a fishnet? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. It takes like I don't know. It looks like fifteen helicopters mm-hmm. of various sizes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because that much weight and that much potential force moving around in a net wouldn't just drive it straight down and bring all the helicopters together in a big mid-air collision. Of course not. Uh, we've, no, decided, we've decided in the meantime that obviously the child is the one that has the connection with King Kong, so definitely we're going to manipulate and use the child. The child convinces Kong that he needs to go down the tunnel because they lie to him and say, hey, your family might be down there. Well, and also, let's be honest, it's like we've dropped you off here in the Arctic. It's like, be up here where it's freezing. Which, by the way, he was soaked in water. I, Did they thank you. him off at some Thank part? you. Thank you. That uh, was going to be my very next point. Not only would we die if we were dropped in that water and then dropped in the, in the Arctic, right? Think about how much more fur he has than us. That's like putting on several layers of clothing. And then getting dropped in the water, and then getting dropped in the Arctic. We uh, we assume that a couple of jets flew around him to dry him off, like a giant hair dryer. I I would pay money to see that outtake. I really would. <laughs> I really really uh, would. But anyways, yeah. So it's either like, hey, you can hang out up here where it's fucking cold, or you can go back to where we think your home is, and there might be other apes there. Well, that's how they convinced Not the... sure on that. That's how they convinced the kid to do it, because originally the kid's like, I, I don't know about this, we don't know if it's even true or not, whatever. And the way they convince her is like, well, all the ships are fucked, so either he goes down the hole or he stays here and freezes. Like, they guilt trip the... Like, how old do you think that kid is supposed to be? Like, eight? Something like that. Probably. Like, they they guilt-tripped an eight-year-old to lie to her gigantic, probably only friend, because they talk about how her family was, like, all taken or whatever. That's why she's been adopted. How her entire village was destroyed by the storm. Yeah, except her. That that was a throwaway line that Kong saved them. Yes, the the unprepared eight-year-old, like survived where all the natives that have built up whatever their village was obviously clearly just just let it go let it go chess pieces on the chessboard it's fine yep (laughs) um but anyways they convince him to go down there and the hollow earth is weird yeah like gravity flips yes okay no when we actually get to the hollow earth that's one thing right but the trip to hollow earth Because, like, they're going down what looks like a cave, because it looks like they've done some sort of, like, terraforming to make this this tunnel that the heaves are going to go down. And then it looks sort of like regular cave. Godzilla's swinging through the cave and whatever. But then they go through this thing. Kong is swinging through the cave. Yeah. There's, There's a portal, and they go through a bit that originally I thought, like, why does the inside of the Earth look like space? But it doesn't. It looks like the old, like, 19... The old, like, 1995, like... Windows media player visualizations. Like, it looks like a screensaver that, yes. they're, that they're flying through for a little bit. And then they break back through the portal into some more cave, into the world. I mean, I'm, th- I'm doing hand motions, which is awesome because nobody can see me and this is an audio platform. But, like, you've got, like, Earth on top of Earth, mm-hmm. which I don't understand how that happens. And also, where is their sunlight coming from? Because it's bright as day in there, and they're kind of on the inside of a planet. I know none of this matters, but I'm just picking it apart. 
Yeah, I know pieces pieces on a chessboard. I get I it. I didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah, it is daytime in there. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is it daytime in there? Ma- magic. But magic. Like, but like also like you know you know gravitational changes gravitational and flux, tachyons flux and and tachyons. <laughs> I just I also love the fact that it looks like. Like, the flat ground, and then you look up, and there's, like, another flat ground, and tell me how those two bits of flat ground are supposed to be the gravitational center of a round Earth. Like, shouldn't it be, like, an internal ball if it's formed by any sort of gravitational logic? Anyway, I don't know why I'm trying to apply logic to the movie, but the whole Middle Earth, I I fucking swore I wasn't going to do that. The whole... Middle Earth. (laughs) Yep. I swore I wasn't going to do that. The whole... That's the, that's the next movie, babe, is where we find all the hobbits and orcs and... Okay, and... so Godzilla fights Sauron. I'll, yes. I'll watch this. No, like, friggin' ironically, I would King, Kong, King Kong fights Treebeard. Yes. Yes. As revenge for the tree that was mercilessly killed at the beginning of the movie to make that spear to get himself out of his dome. It's long-term yes. storytelling. We just missed it until right now. <laughs> It's about, it's, they're about as good, and Kristen will get this, now Travis, I, I don't know if you'll get it. a bunch it's, of tiny orcs crawling up, uh, crawling up Kong. You just totally messed Dang. up my opportunity to say that they do long-term storytelling about as well as WWE. Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> so that's uh, a anyway, thing. So they take him down there. There's other shit down there, apparently. That's where the skull crawlers are. <laughs> yeah, but it, they're not even skull crawlers. The thing, like... Godzilla arrives, and it's like this, ooh, ah, like everybody taking the... Kong the, arrives. <laughs> what did I... I said Godzilla, didn't I? Yes. It's tired in here. Uh, so Kong <laughs> arrives with the people in tow, and like after a bit of, ooh, ah, like this is this other world we all knew, thought we knew, he gets attacked by these like flying bat dragon things, fucks them up pretty quick just to establish like, okay, I'm here, so that makes this my home now. And, like, drinks the guts out of one of their heads. And because they're magical creatures, obviously the inside of their guts are, like, neon green. That That's not healthy. Um, oh, sorry, I should have said, the one thing that they brought up at the beginning of the movie that I thought was really, really cool, why do we think it's Kong's original home? Because they, they had a theory that Skull Island, the reason that Skull Island was so different than everywhere else on the planet was Skull Island was the one place that the, the center of the Earth, the... Um, the Hollow Earth had actually come to the surface. So but, like a small mountain range from the center of the Earth peaked up. See, but here's my problem that with that, though. Because that, mm-hmm. my first reaction to that is that's an awesome theory. But also, if that's true, if Skull Island is where the center of the Earth came to the surface of the Earth, why did they have to go to Antarctica to go back in? Mm-hmm. And where did Godzilla go in King of the Monsters, where in Sarazawa had to nuke him? Right. That's true. Where oh, well, I think, I, I think they had, they had established the that it was like his nest yeah. or whatever, but yeah. Uh, but they, they uh, I think I have went an answer. The same... I think I have an answer to the first question. It's a movie. Uh, no. Well, yes, but no. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, in Skull Island, they close off the tunnel that the skull crawlers were coming from okay fair enough yeah but then in that case to go in there and actively do that you would have known where you closed a tunnel and it's very easy to say oh i think that that i think that also happened in like 
Because Kong, because Kong, the Kong movie is based in like Vietnam. Yeah, like Vietnam. So yeah. like in the sixties or seventies. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe there's not much, and who knows when Monarch got there by that point. Like yeah, set up I would I would love, I would say that too, but. One thing I didn't do that we've done in all the other movies is we're talking about like the opening sort of video sequence uh, of the movie. I do like the way that they sort of in the opening like credits moment they sort of showed Godzilla and where he came from and Kong and where he came from, and then they started like listing off all the people that Godzilla had defeated and the couple of creatures that uh, Kong had defeated, and they sort of made it look like a tournament graphic. Mm-hmm. But they had to make it really one-sided because the only ones that Kong is really defeated is like the skull crawlers and maybe like what other like anonymous animals were on Skull Island. So here's a tournament. Here's one side of it, but there's a whole other side of it. We promise. Um, <laughs> so that that bracket implies that Godzilla beat up all of the other titans that swore fealty to him in King of the Monsters. It does. Um, well, I we wh- see at the end of King of the Monsters that he doesn't fight them. They bow to him. So. But unless, that unless is, they've that is essentially saying that they bowed to him and he beat the fuck out of them anyways. <laughs> or the fact that some of them have like because we saw in King of the Monsters, like a couple of them try to you know come at the king you best not miss type thing, right? But right. Uh, we also saw in that movie as well like they were looking back at historical photos and historical etchings and historical paintings that depicted previous fights, so they may be historical records of when these other monsters like for lack of a better term tried to take their shot right i just think that they're it doesn't necessarily have to to be baby should you should voice your uh your opinion about what is it rodan at this point oh rodan's a bitch (laughs) rodan's a little bitch every time we watch he's like rodan's a little bitch i just well what did i decide last time last time when we were running through all the monsters that got like two seconds of cameo i was like they showed uh, Behemoth, the big, the big gorilla with the big, huge tusks. I'm like, I, I want a Behemoth movie now because that just looks badass. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then we went through some really, really old uh, graphics, which well, nobody so, could benefit from because so it's an audio platform. So apparently, this whoever, whatever movie production place is doing this version of Godzilla, they don't have the rights to yeah. all the different monsters. Yeah. yeah. So Legendary only got. Uh, rights to Rodan, Mothra, Ghidorah, Godzilla, and Kong. So and they just had to make up. So they just had to make up some other titans, which is why you have just like the woolly mammoth, or just like regular animals, but bigger. Yeah, the mammoth, the woolly mammoth, just huge. Oh, the big huge spider that looks like trees? A spider. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we were like, well, if we're going to make up titans... Travis and I want a giant cat just for the thing of, you know, the nuclear silo that, uh, the cooling tower. Yeah. The cooling tower. Just the idea of seeing like the top from the nose up of a cat peeking over the tower. <laughs> Cause they all want, nice. they all want nuclear energy. Nice. So it's just like a cat curled up in that tower. And see, I would love to agree with you that they just threw in some random things that were just, like, stuff that we know but bigger. But that's what King Kong is. Yes. That's true. That's basically yes. what he is. Like, it, it and, and, and Godzilla is basically, like, an alteration of whatever. 
Yeah. Um, Kong, Kong was originally in uh, the Godzilla universe just as a tie-in between Godzilla and or between Toho and Universal. Oh, is that true? I think, I think Toho was struggling at the time, so they wanted Kong in there as like a big name. So is Kong not a Toho property then? No. No, oh. it's the same King Kong as like the really, really old King Kong where he's on uh, the Empire State Building swatting at flies. Okay. Swatting at flings. So Jack King Black Kong. King Kong. Yes. But, you know, that movie's not canon, canon to this yeah. universe. But, yeah. yeah. Same, same we, we weren't in the everybody's trying to be Marvel phase of movie making yet. Uh, the other thing I will say, if if I'm going to point out some disappointments to this, and it does tie into the Marvel thing and how it makes us think about movies these days, when they think when they, when they first announced, sorry, I didn't know originally that they were going to be doing the Mecha Godzilla thing, which we're going to talk about in a second. But when they said Godzilla versus Kong, and they were coming off of King of the Monsters, I'm like, okay, here's Godzilla with all his backup. Wouldn't it be awesome if King Kong? came with, like, the Skull Crushers and the Mammoths and the big spiders and all that from Skull Island, and you basically have, like, the splash page scene from... An all-out war. Yeah, from, like, Avengers uh, Civil War. Yeah, where you have Godzilla and his posse, and Kong and his posse staring at each other. Because that's the best part of Avengers Civil War. (laughs) That's true. You just admitted that it's an Avengers movie. Moving on. No, I didn't. It's not an Avengers movie. It's a Captain America movie. Sure it is. He's the main character. He's the one we follow. Long, just like, this is not a Godzilla movie. It's a Kong movie. It's a Kong movie. Long distance pat on the head for Kristen. Okay. Don't even. Don't so... patronize me. <laughs> I would Don't never... Don't this patronizing. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever do that to your face. Um... In the meantime, the kids and Bernie end up in Hong Kong, Mechagodzilla facility. Basically, they get dumped into a feeding center, or the feeding pit thing. Their whole shtick, their whole story is Godzilla doesn't just start attacking randomly. Like, something provokes him, and nobody believes that. And then they find Mechagodzilla. But what I love about that... What I love about that, nobody believes them, because it's the same as we... I think you and I made this uh, same comparison when we did the first Godzilla movie, right? You, you get a ghost movie, you get a zombie movie, you get a vampire movie. Nobody believes the crazy person that's trying to tell them what's going on. Well, Millie Bobby Brown's character and the Bernie character are the ones that are like, yeah, no, Apex is doing something fucked up, and that's why Godzilla's freaking out. So the people that are crazy, that we've already talked about being crazy, do end up being right, which is... Not frustrating great. as hell. Well, real well, no. quick, we we when we first met uh, Madison, Millie Bobby Brown's character, she goes and talks to her dad, trying to convince her dad that Godzilla has a reason for attacking Apex, and his and her dad's like, no, he doesn't do this just for no reason. And then they have a fight over the same point. Yes. And then they yep. storm away in a hop. Well, because, and he does a flip-flop, too, if you look at the two movies, because when you go into uh, King of the Monsters, right, he hates Titans, he's going to do whatever he can to, you know, whatever, like, fuck with the Titans, because, you know, (laughs) Godzilla attacked his town, and his other kid got killed, or whatever, and his whole arc in that movie is like, okay, they're not all bad, Godzilla's actually here to help us, and then he ends up saving, he ends up being part of the act that saves Godzilla in the end. And in this movie, he's back to, oh, well, I guess he had a change of heart. I guess he's just a dick now. Like, <laughs> way to wipe out what you did in the last movie. 
Yeah. The the it feels like his character and Madison were not supposed to be the same actors and actresses. Like they were supposed to be different characters, but then they were like, Oh, we want some We want some star power. Yeah. Well, not necessarily star power, but like continuity. Like you need the but, yeah. all the threads. Like you need you got them. You've got uh, sorry to say it this way, but like the one black scientist from Kong Skull Island. You've got Alexander Skarsgård's character to tie it in from Skull Island. You don't have anybody. You don't have uh, you don't have Brian Cranston anymore. No. So no, you can't do that. Made the stupid mistake of killing him off. And I think at this point in time, if you want to tie it into the original Godzilla, you want uh, Aaron, what's his face, and uh, ba 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 ba. And Scarlet Witch. Yeah. There we go. I was gonna say they're they're busy no, being not Avengers. No, Scarlet Witch. Captain uh, Captain Marvel. No, no. It was Scarlet Witch. It's not. It's it Captain is. Marvel. No. It's Brie Larson. No, no, it's not. Oh, she's talking about Godzilla versus Kong. Or she's talking, talking about, about Skull Kong. Island. I'm talking about Godzilla. Yeah, oh, we, okay. we switched to yeah. Oh, you know, okay. We, by, we by ripped the, the piss out of this the... because they're a couple in that movie, and then they're brother and sister in the Marvel universe. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and no, apparently he's going to be Godzilla vs. Kong happens. Total Brie side Larson's note, be like 80. Yeah. Total side note, seeing as he's dead now as Quicksilver, apparently he's going to be the new Craven in the Spider-Man universe. Sure, why not? Cuz that's, that's not, not going to be confusing at all. Well, they brought in the X-Men Quicksilver for WandaVision, so like there aren't really any rules anymore. <laughs> By the way, everybody that's listening, stay tuned cuz we start doing Loki reviews soon. Yeah. I know they're coming out on uh, Wednesdays, but we're still recording them on the weekend because we're busy people. Uh, got uh, getting back to Godzilla, he shows up in Hong, Hong Kong. Kong because they activate. They activate Mechagodzilla. They for the activate test. for the tests, and when he gets to Hong Kong, he senses Kong, who is apparently directly below Hong Kong. Well, he... Because that's how they make the tunnel that goes from, I was going to say Middle Earth again, <laughs> Hollow Earth into, into Hong Kong is Godzilla's like, oh, there you are, motherfucker, atomic breath you straight thought you could down. Hide. That's okay. Speaking of, and, and I stole a Kristen joke here, so I have to give credit for it now. A couple weeks ago, I was reviewing an old, uh, an old NXT pay-per-view, and I got to throw in your old uh, Neville Oakenshield joke in there. It's good, right? <laughs> yep. But um anyways, I had a point there somewhere. No, there's there's some stuff to get through because they do they do stumble upon like what the Mecha Godzilla is. They do stumble upon uh young Sarazawa piloting the machine and he's basically off in a zone and Godzilla pulls a Yui in the water and heads towards Hong Kong. But I don't want to just uh go over this. Kong knows his way. Just knows his way around I'm not going to say Middle Earth. Hollow Earth. Because he's a salmon. Jeez. There are no fish. There are no fish in the MonsterVerse. Eh? Like, they, there needs to be, like, fish characters. There needs to be, like... Okay, in the, in the Z list of movies, like, you know, when you get into, like, uh, Piranha 3D and Sharknado and all that shit, two movies you guys should check out. It's Dino Shark and Sharktopus. We have now looked up Godzilla fish. Yeah, I... I... I am surprised. I would be surprised if there was not a Toho fish, uh, fish character. Fish. Yeah, no, but I'm, but I'm saying seriously, check out uh, Dino Shark, even if you don't check out Sharktopus, because all it's the laziest thing ever. It's just basically it's they took a shark and they put a T-Rex head on it. 
<laughs> and and that's the movie. <laughs> we have not found a Toho fish. No, there is not a Toho fish. Also, the the horrible horrible the movie would have killed it. <laughs> the horrible, horrible movie that Kristen wanted us to review a while ago. What was it? Uh, Deathbed, the bed that eats. Bed that eats people. If you look at the, <laughs> if you look at the, some of the ads on Facebook for Shutter, they're now advertising a B movie on their on their service called Sofa. And the thing is, it's like a killer sofa. Sofa eats people, whatever. But the picture on the front of the movie, like on the poster, it's not a sofa. It's like a recliner. <laughs> like you can't even bad movie well. We still need to watch Deathbed the Dead that the Bed that eats people and review it. Have yeah. you seen Rubber? No. No. The tire that kills people. The tire no. that kills people. Is oh, it... that's the other one that I was gonna bring up. Oh God. Oh God. The psychic tire that can roll around on its own and likes killing things. Doesn't it like make people's head explode mentally or something yes. like that? Yes. That's that's terrible. It's a hard movie to get through. It's a, I watched this because I lost a bet. Okay. I, yeah. So anyways, back in Hollow Earth. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Speaking of losing bets, can we get a return of uh, Kristen Bella? No. That <laughs> stuff is gone. It's gone now, it's gone, bye-bye. What, what, what would you be betting about? I, I don't know that I probably won't watch Deathbed, the bed that eats people. <laughs> You said you would. It was in a podcast. We have to do it now. It is canon. Oh, was it's it because canon, I made? Yeah. It was because I made you watch Joker, wasn't it? Yes, and it was very sad. It's also very good. No, it's not. You're not to me. I'm sure it's good to someone, just not me. <laughs> I'm sure it's. I made good. I'm sure it's good to all the people too, that are wrong. Got- I made Travis watch that, too. He was also very sad. We made almost the whole household sad for a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, Travis, will you will you draw a line for me between the movie happens to be sad but is also still really good, or are you with Kristen on this one? I mean, it can be both. I think it was good, but it is also very sad. Like, you can't – you have to watch that early in the morning and then watch something else afterwards. To oh, for sure. Back up the oh, 100%. I think we did that <laughs> yeah, on a week. I think we did that on a weekend where, like, we reviewed Joker, and then immediately we dove into, like, two episodes of WandaVision. Like, I think that's where we were, like, doubling up podcasts because we hate ourselves. I, uh, I can't, I don't want to watch, why don't, my brain makes me sad on its own without any help, any outside interference. I have to take medication to make it not do that. Why would I want to watch something? I think that was the majority of our podcast, too, was you making that exact point. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm saying that because it is a valid point, not because I'm making any kind of fun. Um, so, anyways, you know who is fun? Kong. Kong arrives at Kong like Kong is in Hollow Earth. Kong is in they, Hollow Earth with with the elves. It's fine. The well, he finds the castle first, and it's yes, like he finds the castle. We we've gone into a Dracula movie for a little bit because you look around the castle and all there is is like these little bat creatures hanging from the ceiling, like doing a little twitchy squeaky, like watching the king take his throne back. He just sort of sits there, picks up the axe like he knew it was going to be there, just like pulls it out of some random other creature's skull, and just like fucking sits there like, all right, this is me, come fuck around and find out. And And I think think they're like, oh, look, that's from one of Godzilla's, like... Do they mention that in the movie? Do they mention that actually? It's implied that it is because it absorbs his atomic... 
uh, breath. It's implied 100%. No, it's, it's not this Godzilla's fin, but it's right. a Godzilla. Right. No, I, I have a problem because I've only watched it twice. I watched it the day it came out, and then I watched it again today, right? But so, I listened to – this is Because this is, it said they had an ancient rivalry. Right. So I assume it's a Godzilla's fin. So this is the point in the podcast where I put in my obligatory uh, plug for Emergency Awesome, who's great. You guys should go check out Emergency Awesome for, like, deeper context on the movies you're watching, etc., because they go into a lot of detail about, like, further back Godzilla stories where King Kong stole the thing and how it became an axe and all that sort of thing. So because I know that, I never remember whether they actually mentioned it in the movie or not. So it's knowledge that I have, but did I get it from the I movie? I feel like it's led, it's, I feel like, I don't know if they actually say it, but I feel like it's, you're it's, led to believe. It's heavily that implied. It's God, that it's, like a fin from Godzilla or a piece of him at least. Yeah. yeah now and, that you mention it, I can't I can't say one way or the other if they did or did not say yeah. that it's a dorsal fin. I think it's implied. It's it's hev- it's heavily implied and I mean like it looks like one. So even if it's not, even if there is an actual other canon explanation, like the fans are going to be like that looks like a Godzilla spike. Because in the first fight, my my point when I said before that, like, Godzilla should kick the shit out of King Kong, it was like, A, he was on the water, it, talking about the first fight, B, King Kong's gonna suck in the water, uh, the thing that they're standing on is falling apart, Godzilla's bigger, he's armored and King Kong isn't, and he can, like, puke radiation at you. So, mm-hmm. like, they had to do some, they had to build in some kind of weapon to even remotely balance the scales on this. I don't know, other than this series of, of Godzilla, King Kong, whatever, is that axe canon in anything else? I don't believe so. The okay. last time Godzilla and Kong fought, Godzilla, uh, King Kong used a tree as a club. Okay, so uh, it's, no, a, there, it's there's a... a gif. Yeah, there's a gif floating around of uh, Kong feeding Godzilla the tree. You know how late in the fight he shoves the butt of that axe into Godzilla's throat when he's going to shoot his atomic breath? Yeah. There, he does something similar, but with a tree yes. in the old one. Okay, so it's it's a, it's a beefed-up, supercharged version of, of that, then. That, that makes sense. I was, yes. I was just curious whether it came from something, because I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to go back and watch the older versions of stuff. It's like as soon as as soon as we get the new blade, I'm not gonna go watch the old blade so much. Um, although I'm really looking forward to blade. Side note, um, they uh, Maddie and Bernie and the and the conspiracy crew they find the skull control center thing. Sarah's I was in a trance. Godzilla arrives in Hong Kong and starts fucking shit up. Kong plugs his axe. We go back to the to the middle. I'm gonna fuck it. Middle Earth. I don't care. Um, he plugs his axe into the floor because, like, he hasn't used his phone in a while and it needs to go back on its charger. <laughs> like, that's what and it while is. While he's doing that, the apex, I guess, the daughter of the of the like main dude at Apex, she's like, oh, I'm gonna get a sample of the of the and, stuff because that's what they need to power all the of thing. This is Apex propriety like materials like mm-hmm. we own but see what i don't get about that right is and they... then she's they're like you can't do that this is like a big stunt and she's like my father gets what he wants and then they put guns on you know the good guys and, and then, then they all get fucked up by guns. Is, and then they <laughs> all forget there's a huge 
158-ton, like, gorilla mm. that's really attached to this tiny child. But can I say something, though? They never take that element to the surface. Like, no, it, they it, just no. analyze it. It they never leaves the Hollow Earth. The they do a quick scan of it, and Buddy up in the top is like, yeah, we can recreate that in the next five minutes. But here's the thing that I here's the thing that I don't get either though, right? Because they keep talking about how they need to power up the Mechagodzilla, right? And he's o- only operating at like 75%, or he's only operating at like 85%, right? He's in this feeding chamber where the bones and corpses of like every other thing they've put in front of him are just like strewn about the place. So at 75 or 80%, like what's he struggling with? He can't like, use I- his fire his energy breath as long. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know we're supposed to be like, okay, Godzilla and Kong are like the final bosses, right? But like, it's not exactly struggling. Like, it's, it's, no. I know, I'm, this is where I venture heavily into nitpick territory, but well, like. And... Okay, so when they get this new material, we're going, I'm going way off. Yep. Way forward right now, but I'm looking here on the, on the like summary article. Once they use the new material, it's like, oh, it becomes volatile. Uh, they activate Mechagodzilla, and because of the new material... It has a mind of its own. Yeah. No, the consciousness of Ghadira takes over the Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Haven't we established that Ghadira has, like, doesn't come from this planet? <laughs> Didn't they say that in yes. King of the Monsters? Yes. So why would the Hollow Earth energy make Ghadira be like, oh shit, and wake up. Okay, but was there not, and I'm giving them credit where they probably don't... Monsters. Was there not, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them credit where they probably don't deserve it, but was there not a point in King of the Monsters where Godzilla, like, let Ghadira have it, like, full strength, and Ghadira basically just blasted it back? So it's not the yeah. same energy, but if you want to go with, like, it is an energy that Ghadira can use even though it's not theirs. I'm straining. Would, I'm straining the definition why? here. Because yeah. uh, Ghadira powers up by biting a substation. That's true, too. Right. Which so is also seems, like an earthly thing. Yeah, so it so, seems like he could just use whatever energy he wanted. So basically, they just didn't have enough of it to wake him, wake up his consciousness? Well, they didn't, that, have, they, they didn't have enough of it. They didn't have enough of they it to power up the machine. I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have done it if they think whatever, whatever energy source they were using wasn't enough to like wake up the consciousness of Gadira to take over. Well, yeah, because it was only eighty percent. It wasn't god level, pun intended. <laughs> but I mean, also, I don't think they would have taken it to one hundred percent if they had known that they would also lose control of it. To be fair. Like, we're showing the ignorance of, like, male... The fact that this head has its own fucking consciousness, even after it's dead. (laughs) Yep. They basically implied that Ghadira has a soul. Yes. Is what this is. And it's in his skull. That's okay. Or at least one of the heads has it. Ghadira is Casper, and Ghadira has unfinished business. (laughs) Well, yeah, because Godzilla's still rolling rolling around. See? There's a beef to be ended there. You just have to like challenge him on a on a conversational level and tell him that he's got nothing else to prove, and then he'll just go away. <laughs> I did not think I was going to anyway. stick a Casper reference in there. That's that that was fun. I enjoyed that. But what I love, so, get, uh, getting back ahead. to this, 
I love that God's or because the power is like Godzilla power, even though it's being wielded by Kong. He plugs it into the floor. He charges up his cell phone. The big ring around his his throne is like in the shape of a Godzilla, which doesn't make any sense because there's no way Godzilla is sitting in that throne because it's almost well, human. No, shape. They, I, I assume the thing is that they again he, implied on my end. Yes, I feel like it was implied, like the X. I feel like it's, you know, you know, to the victor goes the spoils. That's a dead Godzilla that they fashioned into a chair, I guess. They fashioned into a rug? No, into a chair. Well, there's also a Godzilla on the ground, too. Oh, okay, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> they made him into a rug. She, she didn't, know, she didn't know where I was going with that, did she? Because <laughs> they, they do, they power up a Godzilla thing on the floor, and it just, it literally looks like a Godzilla made out of LED lights. But yeah. what I love about this... Because he we is, do... he's a rug on the ground. It, Be... it, it, his mouth is open like those yeah. bear rugs. <laughs> because we do so much Marvel, I'm going to say that powering up the axe, it really, really sets off Godzilla's spidey senses, and he knows exactly in this spot, in the floor, if I just blast the floor, I'm going to find King Kong. It took him a well, while I mean, to... he was able to find him on a boat, and he wasn't even, like, fucking doing anything. Is, is true, but it's just this whole, like... And what I love about the timing of all that is while he's blasting through the floor to get King Kong, what he's actually doing is he's blasting all, like, the evil Apex employees that are trying to fuck with the good guys that are there with King Kong, so there's a little bit of, like, karmic justice there. And then there's just a hole in the ground, and can I say, like... That goes straight into Hollow Earth. It goes straight into Hollow Earth, but also, like the promos before a WrestleMania match, you see the two of them looking up the hole at each other and just yelling. Yes. <laughs> they're just yelling. There's no way they can hear each other, but no. they're yelling at each other. And also, can we talk uh, about, I don't care, I don't care that wait. they went like six billion miles per hour or whatever. Um, it should take King Kong, just distance-wise, a lot longer to crawl from the center of the Earth to the surface of Hong Kong. Because <laughs> he doesn't have superpowers, super jets. He's very mad, though. Yes, he is driven by rage. He is it's driven true. by rage, yeah. It's like protesters that are so angry COVID can't get them. Anyways, moving on. Um, Kong finally crawls up into King... Into, I was going to say Kong crawls up into King Kong. No, Kong crawls up into Hong Kong, and they have the second fight. And the second fight is good. And I will, I'll, I'll, I'll spit this out really quickly. While I do like the first fight more because it is so different from the other fights that we got in the other movies, this is sort of the same kind of fight we got as in the other kind of movies, but done really well. Mm-hmm. And I it do very much reminds me of Pacific Rim. I I I hate love Pacific Rim, and I hate love. It's a giant Pacific... monster movie, man. Yes. It's no, it's a ridiculous <laughs> Wait, are robot. You, are slice. you saying you hate love it because you've seen both of them? Yes. I have both of them. I don't know. The, the, the second, Uprising is not a Pacific Rim movie. Okay. In our house, <laughs> the second Pacific Rim movie doesn't exist. Uh, they, they were brand new content to me, so I'm not basing it on anything. I'm just... I look at it the same way I kind of look at these. Okay, show me some big dumb fun. What mm-hmm. I love is that they've put so much more effort into the animation of Godzilla and Kong, and on and both of them in several points in the fight, you can see, like, sarcasm on their faces. You can see that, oh, you think that's going to get me? I'm going to get you with this. Like, you can see, 
like they have attitude, whereas in all the other movies it just feels like two big masses like hitting each other until somebody falls down. Like they because it's lit up and because it's not gritty and dark like the other ones are. Like they ha- it's it's a funny thing to mention in a fight, but they have more personality in this than they have in any of the other three movies. Mm-hmm. They very clearly have a different fighting style, like they should, as yeah Godzilla's lizard and. So he's a, he's a more bitey. He doesn't have upper body strength like Kong does. Yeah. Kong uses that pretty well. I was going to say, I don't think his They've hands always even... Had, Kong and Godzilla have always had personalities at our house. Yes. But mostly it's because we give them personalities. Yeah, you had to, like, create narrative where there wasn't any. I think it's... I think it... Uh, to Travis's point, though, like, Godzilla's going to hit you with some big bombs, some big punches and whatever. I don't think... Godzilla's hands come into play until one point where Kong is actually down and he's like clawing at his his chest mm-hmm. and whatnot. You do get the uh, the money shot that we got in all the commercials where uh, Kong's got the axe and it's fully charged and Godzilla's got the he's fire coming bracket. out towards him and he's got the big like coming down with the axe shot and it's really mm-hmm. good. But very very quickly after that is where he's got him down and he's clawing at the chest and whatever and King Kong is clearly at the disadvantage cuz it's like it's like dropping the infinity gauntlet once he doesn't have the axe he's not as powerful but they just have that again like they did in the tunnel they're face to face now and they just do that like the the carnal scream thing yeah that's right when they scream at each other <laughs> yeah um but and I think is... at some point Kong's I think at some point during that part of the fight, Kong, that's when Kong's shoulder gets knocked out of place. Yeah, because they have to revive him. We're going to talk. Oh, we're going to talk about that in a second. While this is going on, while they're screaming at each other, is when they bring um, Mechagodzilla up to 100%. It gets a mind of its own. It quickly dispatches of like the owner of Apex. Like, here's the guy that started up all the shit. His death isn't even like a climax thing. It's just like, okay, I'm aware now. Chomp, and. Mm-hmm. Very quickly after that, friggin'. Well, he's because... right in the middle of, of a speech his, about his evil plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> villain monologues, ding. Uh, but also Bernie walking away from that. It's like oh, I really wanted to hear the end of that speech. <laughs> I do like Bernie. I don't, I don't care. But at the same time as that's happening, is because the connection is still to Sarazawa. He also, I think we're meant to imply that like he telepathically fries his brain because we don't see him again. Yeah, I think that's what you're led to believe. Like, you you were using this connection to control me. Now I'm my own sentient being, so have have a bit of this. Um, so Kong's down, because he's had his chest all clawed out, and he lost the scream off. Mechagodzilla just bursts out of the side of the mountain, because why not? Mm-hmm. And uh, starts fighting Godzilla, and the people... The Kong people, like Skarsgård's character and the Deaf Kid and all that sort of thing. Deaf Kid goes over to uh, Kong. And this is another one of those, it's supposed to be a nice thing, because obviously it's a young child. child notices different things than adults do, and the child's deaf, so it has a different sense of things than other people do. There is no way that kid feels King Kong's heart while two other monsters are stomping around, like, the next block over. But, but we're meant to... connected to him. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, but man, bioacoustics can't come back this one. <laughs> you know, bioacoustics. Yeah, yeah, bio. You know. I love I love Cinema Sins when they when when they did the Sins video for uh, King of the Monsters. He's like, I wanted to do a separate bonus round for every single time they said bioacoustics. <laughs> um, but then 
for reasons, because it's monster movie science, they're going to basically defibrillate Kong with the heave machine. Because earlier in the movie, when the rich bitch from Apex was bragging about the heaves, was like, you know how much power it takes to power these? You could power Vegas for a week with the power in these. I'm like, that's terrifying. Um, but they do it. They basically set the mini spaceship thing on his chest. They rig it to explode, and he's good. <laughs> he's good to go. One. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he didn't need another shock. Yeah, luckily he didn't need one more. Well, considering, well, convenience law dictates that you only need one because all the other ones were destroyed because they were driven by evil Apex people. Yep. So the the the, <laughs> the laws of movie convenience dictate that he only needed one. And here's where we get the the little girl telling him, telling him finally, hey, Godzilla's not your enemy. We all know who the real enemy is. And exactly. Kristen, it's the metal bitch. And Kristen, we're gonna go back one more time <laughs> to Jurassic World, the Raptor, and the T Rex, who would normally oh, kill yeah, each other. We're buddies now. We're buddies we now. Have to fight that thing. We're we're buddies now because that was that's a human creation, and we know the real bad things are the human creations. And then they yep. fuck him up. Godzilla gets knocked down. At, or sorry, I should say before because you mentioned his shoulder getting knocked all out of place. The first thing he does. Yeah, that's right. He he knocks his shoulder back into place after being defibrillated, like after being like on death's door, being defibrillated by a spaceship. What you do is you shoulder check a building <laughs> to put your shoulder back in place. Yeah. And then you're good to go. I do like the the Avengers team up moment of, you know, Kong's got a clear shot. Godzilla gives him a blast of whatever to charge up the axe. And then well, let's Kong... forget the part that he rescues Godzilla. Godzilla's about to be killed the same way yeah. he fucked up uh, Gadira, yep. which is that Mecha Godzilla is prime. He's, oh, he's gonna do the breath down. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, and basically, like. After the axe gets charged up, Kong just, like, chops him up like he's an old toaster. And that's cool. I do, like, it's perfectly obvious, and it's really, really cliche. I do like when he's completely cut him up. He sort of, like, grabs the head, and he lifts up the head, like, as the trophy. As, as, like, as you Mortal do. Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. It has, like, part of the spine and everything. Like the T-Rex roaring at the end of Jurassic World, even after he didn't do all that much. King Kong is claiming his victory with the robot head. I would have found it really, really funny because we had just seen him down in the Hollow Earth beat the shit out of those bats and, like, drink out of their skulls, pretty much. I would have found it funny if he tried to take, like, a bite out of the metal head just to be like, yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're an enemy. I can take a bite out of you. I mean, it, let's be real. It's probably not going to hurt him that much. Uh, it'd be like chewing aluminum foil. Yeah. But mm. if you chew the aluminum foil, then Bernie and Maddie won't have any foil left for their hats. It's true. That's no, they use bleach. And then you have the moment down at the bottom where there's still two titans roaming around, but the... Um, they're, like, tired. They're, like... They're, they're tired. No, they're later. tired. They're there. We'll but do we go down. later. But we go down to the ground level, and Maddie's dad is just randomly in Hong Kong now. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the fight, yeah, he's I'm in Hong Kong. Yeah, I pointed that out. <laughs> How did he, he get to Hong Kong? He finds her... And the other friend whose name I don't think I've mentioned once in the entire thing. And Bernie. Bernie introduces himself, immediately says, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? It's kind of something I would do. Hey, Travis knows about uh, Godzilla. Let's get him on the podcast. 
podcast. Um, so they're they're Josh. fine. Josh is his name. Okay, I, I don't care. Uh, uh, Skarsgård's character and the girls are obviously safe because you know why would anybody not be safe? The downtown core was completely empty when Batman and, and Superman were fighting. Don't don't forget. And they Godzilla and Kong like Kong picks up the axe. Godzilla roars at him one more time. He puts the axe back down, and they basically do the Raptor T-Rex, like, I'll nod, you nod, you go that way, I go this way. <laughs> so it's every versus movie ever. It's mm-hmm. the way Batman vs. Superman ends. It's kind of the way uh, Avengers Civil War ends. <laughs> it's the way Jurassic there World ends. There is no clear victor. Well, you couldn't end with a clear victor in this between those two. Well, you couldn't, you but it's the whole, like, you, you go from absolutely I have to be the better over this other whatever for whatever reason mm-hmm. to... I'm really fucking tired. We'll do this later. <laughs> to, like, I'm about done. Truce. And then we have a quick flash forward to Monarch in the Hollow Earth uh, creating the Kong sanctuary because the entire hollow earth is now the kong sanctuary so i guess that brings to a point the idea that skull island was the extension of uh, of the hollow earth again where does that leave godzilla then where is he like where did, where is his nest in relation to hollow earth well is hollow, it not hollow earth hollow is earth? basically does it just use the hollow earth to like get from point a to point b I think the, the tunnels that he was there. using. I think the tunnels that he was using, and I'm purely speculating at this point, uh, because he's only using them really to get from place to place on the surface. So I think we're talking about very superficial first levels, not the actual Hollow Earth core. Um, I there's nothing in the movie that says that. I'm just going to make that distinction in my own head, or else nothing makes sense. So I mean, because mentioned... basically his nest is in like Atlantis. Yeah. So, but his nest was also something that they were able to reach from a submarine. Like, you wouldn't right. get to where Kong is now by a submarine. Well, you're not too sure about that. Like, they they mention that they lost GPS, so they couldn't figure out where they were. Inertial, this is on the submarine in King of Monsters. Yes. But Inertial's like, we're 600 miles, 600,000 miles away from where we were, or whatever. Which is about the same behavior as going into the Hollow Earth. But it's also underwater now. But it's also underwater now, and there was an explosion and whatever. Yeah, and And, well, my my other my other reason for thinking that it is uh, sort of more superficial than the actual Hollow Earth core of of this movie is you would think that if that was canon, like if Godzilla's thing was was part of the actual core of the Hollow Earth, that A, there'd be a lot more water in the Hollow Earth because it was underwater, and B, there would be some like massive nuclear damage to the Hollow Earth, which there isn't, or at least not as explained in this movie. Again, uh, I'll say it one more time, I'm venturing completely into speculation at this point. <laughs> I think that's all we can do. Yes. I think that's all they've given us because... I mean, half of our sedation thing that we gave you is partially speculation. Yeah, but there's way more actual fact that you've thrown into that than anything that I'm speculating right now. Based on the weight and size of animals that don't fucking exist. Mm -hmm. It's true. Assuming that if they did exist, they would act... Their physiology would be similar enough to, like... Little tiny versions of them. Yes. And the, and the, the Which, metabolism I mean, rate would be the same it, way. I don't think that's even true because in the movies they say 
every all the Titans are like their own genus. Yeah. Well, they're all, I think they're all their own species. It's just they're a collection of species from a different era. And they basically rest well, for that's long what I'm periods saying. of time. Their genus starts with, like, Titanus, and then they're, like, different species underneath that genus of the Titan genus. Right. But do you, do you then think that they are so old that King Kong's species eventually becomes what we know as, like, normal gorillas and apes now? Or are they trying to imply it the other way, that they're totally a totally different species that just are very, very, very conveniently similar from a, of a, from a movie design point I, of view? I think they're totally different species that just, like... Look identical? Yeah, look at the, hey. but, but think of it this way. Giant monkey versus giant lizard. Yes. Fighting. Yes. <laughs> yep. I think what it was was whatever entity was around back then created the Kong species, and then God was making monkeys and like looked at his buddy's notes a little bit and like copied a bit of the homework. Ah, uh, yes, that but smaller. See, it's completely different. <laughs> See, if I make it smaller, it'll be more manageable. Yeah, I think in the <laughs> and event eventually no 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 like, here it is here it is Titans um, are their own like genus. See, that looks like, awesome. Kong is like Titanus something something yeah see that looks awesome i'm gonna make a small one and over the centuries it's going to evolve into man and man is going to be intelligent and create great things but then also man is going to think there's a gas shortage and start filling shopping bags and and then that's the end <laughs> and then that's the end um Super ridiculous fun. I mean, obviously illustrated by the fact that you guys went out and had way more additional fun than I did. But overall, for all for all the fun we're poking, because it's what we do, decent movie. For anybody that is sitting through this for this long that hasn't seen the movie, go see it, because it's fun. Oh, yes. It's a blast. Yeah. I... It is one of those things, and yes, I, I'm aware we have to be closed because of the times we're in and the ongoing global medical bastard that's scourging the planet. I'm really pissed off I didn't get to see this in a theater. <laughs> because, yeah, I'm on, I'm on a... It's genus, it's God, Godzilla... No, this, is, this is a different Godzilla. Oh, okay, wrong one. This is Godzilla Earth, which is a Netflix series Jesus. that is terrible because he is actually a plant in that one uh what he's a plant okay, wait, 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 no 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 run that run that back godzilla is a plant what yeah in so netflix has a spin-off series called godzilla earth where humans have to like evacuate the planet because godzilla's there and is like wrecking everything okay and they like many 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 generations beyond they come up to this planet that they you know found is habitable turns out it's earth they turned around and now Godzilla is huge and is also a plant and has like a shield generator or something. It that's about when Godzilla I Godzilla lore is weird. I, I'm I'm out. This is, this is I'm, I'm not See, gonna look, lie. He's a Titanus is his species. And see all of let's see what Mothra's is. It's Titanus Mothra. Yeah, so see they're the same genus under the same genus, and then within that they are different species under that genus. Thank you, Wiki Goofu. <laughs> Again, you know, talking about fake monsters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we've dug more in on this movie than we have on anything 
else that we've done <laughs> Sorry, since, since, since we started uh, doing flick specs. Kong is just Titanus Kong. I mean, that's nice and simple. Kong is a species. Mm-hmm. He's not an individual animals. So if there were more of them, there's a group of Kongs. Yes. Well, yeah, but then when there's only one left, it becomes your name. Uh, look at the Black Widow program. But if now... hypothetically we found a more, more of them. So what you need is Dr. Hammond to go and find a mosquito that bit one of the Kongs back in the day. And on, yes. on an island... <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna do um, Titanus Park. Oh yes, it's gonna you, be good. You suck this giant Titanus mosquito in. Oh, and now like, I'm just interested in how they're classifying all no, the. I'm going uh, down. That's a, a person. Oh no, I know. No, I had the deal. No, you were clicking we're, on Sarazawa. <coughs> no, we're gonna I get would, a T-Rex versus Baby Kong, aren't we? Sarazawa. See, look, Gadira is Titanus Gadira. But I don't. But how is Gadira considered a Titan when Gadira is actually an alien? Because they didn't learn about being an alien until after they classified him. They're like, yeah, we don't want to go. So their keep... their analysis. Oh look, that... there is a cat. There's a fucking cat in Godzilla lore. So okay, <laughs> but if they did, if they didn't know that about Gadira, then their entire application that oh they're all from the same Titanist gene is absolute bullshit and Godzilla yes. and Kong are not the same species. Well, I mean they're not the you... same species, but they're in the same genus. How do you determine something's of the same genus? You have to like tell its DNA or figure out how they link. You're not getting DNA off these guys. They're not letting you get anywhere close. Look, see that. I don't know. There was the black market guy that bought the skull character. at the end of uh, at the end of king of the monsters now how apex got it after that is never explained but oh, money probably actually you know what it is explained because gadira is a three-headed monster and apex had two so he's got the other one he's gonna clone a gadira and then we're gonna get mecha gadira in the next movie i've just done all the work for you guys oh script, i hope so script writers just just bring it all to me why would they think that that's a good idea after you know we made hey. this mecha godzilla so hey. like okay why do they keep that no. monster movie. Oh. Okay, Kristen. <laughs> is it what? Is it like Jurassic Park? And they're like, yeah, we're just gonna keep making dinosaur theme parks. What's, what's the, oh? What's the right what's sometimes. the Jeff what's the Jeff Goldblum line? I used this on somebody the other day. Yes, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yep. I'm just fascinated that I found a giant cat in the monster verse. But also, you're questioning why people would do things even though they're a bad idea when you can look out your window and see people that disprove that theory. (laughs) Yeah, dude with broken suspension. Oh. (laughs) Alright, let's end this. People filling their shopping bags with gasoline. People panic buying toilet paper because that's how toilet paper runs out. We've gone far off the mark. Here. Kristen, Travis, tell people where to find you. I don't think you can find Travis anywhere, but you can find me uh, on Twitter at Black Cat Feline, where I don't tweet. <laughs> and Instagram, where you don't gram. Take pictures where I don't gram, yeah. <laughs> and YouTube, where you do not tube. <laughs> I do not tube either, no. All right, and you, you guys know where to... You can find me here on this podcast, almost exclusively. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. 
<laughs> See, I never, I will, I wouldn't say that because that makes me sound like a cocky asshole. But pretty much, yeah. Oh, I am exclu- I am a, I am a Flix Fix ex- exclusive. You are a Spaz Phoenix <laughs> podcast exclusive. Yes, and by extension, Travis is as well. Yes, your 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 job as host is now officially a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. She's been Kristen. She brought Travis. We are Flix Fix. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk to each and every last one of you later. But for, for right now, myself, Kristen, and maybe Travis are tagging out. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.